And we're live here from Monterey, California. It's On Thursday. This, it's pre-Friday. Pre-Friday, I like it. It's What'd you call it, Friday Junior? Friday Junior. And then I gave you some shit for it, and then you've never said it again. Never. No, oh, that's me. I'm a dick. So Sorry. now I say pre-Friday. You can say it now. You can say pre. You know, say it. Say Friday it. Junior. Pre-Friday. It's still stupid. <laughs> You You're no better than that. Oh, I am. You're stupid. I am. I am. It's cute. It's cute. It, there's nothing wrong with that. Anyway, you say it, Friday's tomorrow. Yes. And I'm ready for it. But today is deprivation, moderation, abstinence, and humility. Uh, this is a strong one. This is a personal one for me. This is good. This is good. So let me start it off with a question. Please. And, um, I want to know, when is the last time you shared something and what I'm talking about is passed along maybe a great article that you read mm. or helped someone move Interesting. or maybe a coworker forgot their lunch and you shared your snack with them. When's the last time you shared something of yours? So that feels like you're asking like that's pretty intimate. Like if you shared, if you, if you help somebody move or if you shared your lunch with them, that's, that's more intimate than you shared directions with a tourist. Correct. Okay. Something a little bit deeper, like where you had to give up part of yourself for wow. a little bit. God. Cause we are talking about de- a little bit of deprivation, right. maybe abstinence. Yeah. So yeah. You, yeah. you had to do without today. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what it was. Okay, I'll tell you what it was, and it and, and you you finally hit me on on that tip of deprivation moderation because I am currently on Lent, so I'm not drinking, and I took all of the things off my bar. Now there's a what do you see on the top of my bar, Michelle? A picture, flowers, incense. Yep, and a and a little vase. Vase, yes, from. Sedona, shout out to Sedona. Mm-hmm. And the photograph that you see is taken by my youngest daughter. So I, I removed all alcohol and, and the timing was terrible because my buddy came over and I usually drink with him. He brought art. His name is Thomas. He's an artist, photographer specifically. And I had nothing to share with him except for this terrible beverage called Mezcal, <laughs> which I think I told you. I, I'm not a fan of Mezcal, but the rumor was around that I liked it through my staff and they were such giving people that every holiday or event I would get this huge bottle of mezcal and I'm like oh thank you and then I'd come home and be like oh, fuck and then put it in my rack more mezcal Me- more mezcal it's safe in my my bar because I'm not going to touch it so he came over and and I said Thomas I, I wish I could give you a bottle of bourbon or that nothing's in the house anymore except for all this mezcal here, take some. Yeah, so I, he's like, I like Mezcal. So I gave him a bottle. It was like $200 bottle Perfect. of Mezcal. And it, it was all dolled up with lavender and all this cool stuff. I had literally had not touched it since the time I got it as a gift. So there was no point to unwrap it. And somebody took you know, a lot of care and creativity to wrap it with my favorite thing, which is lavender. And so I gave it to him, and he, he absolutely loved it. Perfect. And I was like, yeah, win-win, because I didn't want it anymore. And he was like, He would oh. appreciate it. And I don't think it made it home. He he's he's close <laughs> enough to walk to here. And I think he opened it on the way. Yeah. Yeah. Especially based on his post afterwards. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yeah. I, I enjoy I really 
that's what floats my boat mm-hmm. is to give of myself to watch somebody else enjoy themselves. And and I have another short one. You want another short one? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Let's hear it. It's literally the same day. Okay. Earlier the same day, I took a bag of sunflower seeds. Where did I take the sunflower seeds, Michelle? It had to have been the the squirrels. You got it. Uh-huh. So I'm, we went down to Lover's Point out down in Pacific Grove, and I took this gigantic bag of sunflower seeds. Because do I need the gigantic bag? No, of course I don't. So the people I was with were going to use maybe a third of that bag. But I know that as soon as we lure the squirrels onto our shoulders and our knees and our top of our heads, others will want others to will do want. the same. So, you know, for the, and I will say this, we encountered some kids that were ill-cultured that were trying to grab them. And then I realized where they got their tendencies because their dad was trying to lure seagulls and he had a seagull come down and grab something from his hand and then tried to grab the seagull's legs. What? I'm like, what in the fuck's wrong with you? He's an adult. In fact, he was older than me. Oh and not my. that age should predicate wisdom or whatnot. But like, no wonder your kids are assholes. Wow. He tried to grab a bird. And I'm like, okay, bro. What's going to happen when you grab that bird? Exactly. You're going to get shredded. That bird is going to fight for its life. And <laughs> it's going to peck the <laughs> shit out of you. And if you've ever come in contact with a seagull... That beak is no fucking joke. Mm-hmm. It will open you up. Your skin will be open. What an idiot. Second only to like a pelican. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're really setting a great example. So did I give them one sunflower seed? Not one. No. But there was this group, this Asian group. I think they were from Japan. Didn't speak any English. The girl was taking pictures of us with the squirrels. And I'm like, oh, hell no. You need to take pictures of yourself Sweet. with the squirrels. So I handed her this gigantic handful of sunflower seeds and then her husband or whoever it was that gave me chills was was taking pictures they were on her and she was a little anxious and a little nervous but i told her to relax and as much as i could in sign language and she finally had them on her lap and she was feeding them and the one was standing up grabbing it from her hand and i bet that's the cherished photo of the day oh sweet did it take anything to give her those sunflower seeds no, no. and a little bit of forethought when I buy these sunflower seeds, I'm going to buy the bigger bag so that I can give them to someone else. I love This that. is who I am. Perfect. And this is how I think most people should be because it feels so good. Right. It felt great for them, but even better for me as the person that was the facilitator of all that. The supplier Did of... Did it take a lot of conscious thought, Michelle? No. No, it didn't. And you know what's sad and pathetic? That's <laughs> above average. God, why is that above average? Why? Strangely enough, I think we have some insight to that in the gift of the day. (laughs) Nice segue. Growing up Choctaw, the elders made it clear. The betterment of the tribe comes before the betterment of the individual. Yep. Some of us still have that spirit. Can't relate. We fix that. Halito. Halito. And Yakoki. And it's true. Growing up Choctaw, I was astonished because I had all of these wisdom bombs dropping left and right through my, my elders, who, by the way, were in charge of the family, not swept aside and put behind closed oh, doors. Yeah. Oh, no. The elders are the most important people in our structure and still are today. If you look at our, our tribal newspaper called the Bishnik, and I challenge you, look at the Bishnik. Within the front page, there is a story about seniors. Who are the most important people in our circle? Elders. Why? Because they give us the wisdom. 
And that wisdom is coming from somehow navigating one way or the other this crazy thing we call life successfully. And they give us the tools and the tips to do it. In the white person's America, we push them aside. And we're arrogant. No, and we got this. Move aside. You don't know what you're doing anymore. You're not culturally relevant to us. And sometimes they're considered a burden. Of course. Yep. Of course. It's a pleasure to take care of our elders. And it's an honor to take care of our elders, which is why I became a gerontologist, which is why my care facilities are called Choctaw House. We took on that general philosophy and applied it to senior care. And we were killing it. We're still killing it. I'm selling them. But there, I mean, we we just dominated the market because it's like this epiphany, and I'm like, epiphany, my ass. This yeah. is the way it should be. Right. This little thing called pride. Right. And yeah. honor. And what what's wrong with everybody else? We just did the right thing, and then we were held out to be something extraordinary. It's like, no, this is basic in my world, mm-hmm. in my little sphere. But getting back to that, I feel like. If the human race stopped compartmentalizing themselves and others, of course, because we do that as well, mm-hmm. and truly focused all of our efforts completely on moving the needle forward, that we would get so much further than where we are today. And in fact, it would be to the degree that our today would be so unrecognizably different and to the point where we couldn't even imagine what we have achieved at this point in time. We are so far behind. And Doesn't why? it just seem like the simplest <laughs> This is easy thing? stuff, right? This is easy. That, yeah. This is so basic. If, if we didn't stop squabbling... We, okay, you want to talk about the race? We talk about race? Let me talk about the human race. Fuck ethnicity. Let's take ethnicity out. Each ethnicity contributes to the human race one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we, we do have talents specific, specific to our ethnicities, but we're all one race. And if you want the undertone of Independence Day, the movie, right? That message was pervasive. Most people just saw it as aliens come and, and Will Smith smokes a cigar and, and they do something <laughs> cool. That's the surface shit, right? That's the stuff that, that is the cheese on the broccoli from the last episode that we did, right? Good one. It's spoon feeding you. The message, pervasive message is, look what we can do when we're challenged as a human race, putting aside all of our ethnic differences, all of our religious differences. Look what we can do when we band together. We have not seen that since pretty much the dawn of time when we started to segregate ourselves. Yep. Yep. So in the Choctaw tribe, our tribe is expanded out to the point where we feel it's global. And what is the Red Kite Movement's absolute desire? It is to increase the quality of life of humanity. Notice I didn't specify. Mm -hmm. It is the human race. And that is my charge. This is what I learned growing up Choctaw. It is my moral imperative. It is my responsibility to share the wisdom that I've gained on my years on the planet, coupled by the unique experience that I've had to literally draw out the wisdom of the elders that I've served in helping thousands of seniors pass on to their next adventure beyond our realm. I have so much wisdom piled, stockpiled, but nobody wants to hear it. Mm-hmm. My responsibility is to disseminate that in the most digestible way. And if that means putting cheese on the broccoli, then I do. 
But most people, I think, need to hear it straight up. And that's what Red Kite Movement's about. It's all about what I've learned growing up Choctaw. And, and I and I what I appreciate about Red Kite Movement also is that you're not just telling one person. Right. We're here on this platform to try to get it to as many people yep. as you can, which you're hoping is helping more people. Right. Well, and by design, my legacy, I made it personal. So before I leave this planet, I want to be remembered as the guy who lit the fuse. Not the one that set off the bomb, but mm-hmm. that lit the fuse so that other people took it and ran with it. So when you hit a point of absolute fulfillment, in, in Maslow's terminology, it would be self-actualization, then you realize that your next moral imperative is to reach your hand down and help other people up. And then it becomes this gigantic movement of all the people that hit their peak are now reaching down to help other people reach their peak. And then those people help others to reach their peak. Yeah, it sounds a little bit pyramid schemey. It sounds a little bit cultish. Cultish. But I'll tell you, label it whatever you want. If it's effective, that's all I give a shit about. We're moving the needle forward in the human race. Screw ethnicity. We're completely blind to that in this. If you've got a skill to bring to the table, welcome to the tribe. And again, I'm not talking about local micro-tribal. I'm not talking about Choctaw tribe. I'm talking about the global tribe. And this is what I saw at the beginning of the COVID experience. 9-11 was Americans gathered together. Mm -hmm. And it was all about supporting one another. And we got this immediate response of, oh my gosh, we're all human. That's right or Boston Strong, or whatever crisis mm-hmm. it brings. When is it going to be sustainable? None of those events were sustainable. COVID's already worn off. Yeah, so you have to wonder, if was that the universe giving a bigger sign Hello? to us all? Oh, Michelle. There's COVID. I'm presenting it to you. You guys figure it out. <laughs> I've helped you. Yep. And here, what have we done for the last year? I believe I've said that. I believe I said it, and we could look it up to verify that. I believe I said that a year ago. It doesn't hurt repeating. Right? No. and But the vision is there. COVID was a gift from the universe. You did say that. And it was a gift from Mother Nature as well. Because we saw blue skies in China for the first time in, in my lifetime. We saw the, the stoppage of fossil fuel burnage. We stopped all of these things. We stopped with the commute traffic just in the Bay Area. And the only thing to come of that is when can we get back to normal? Oh, you just, that's a, that's an easy way to set me off. And no one's like in the other podcast, you fear that businesses are going to continue looking in that rear view mirror. That's absolutely right. And I think it's already starting with people slowly going back to work. Hello, have we figured, have we not figured it out that some people don't need to return to an office, at least not five days a week. Right. So many opportunities here. And I think here's, here's my guess. Mark my words today. What is it? Uh, March 11th, 2021. David Hawk with Hubby said, if we really didn't get the message, because the the, the lessons keep getting a little bit more severe and a little bit stronger each time. Mm Mm-hmm. If we don't heed the warning of Mother Nature and the universe in giving us COVID, there's going to be a bigger one coming up. Yeah, and we're going to be extinct. Yep. Because eventually we're going to wipe out the planet either way, right? (laughs) Whether we're standing on it or not. But we just, it seems like we keep getting this progress report (laughs) and then 
we ignore failing. it. Mm-hmm. We ignore it. Ridiculous. That's who we are. We're so centrally focused on whatever it is that we need to do as individuals. We're not working as a tribe. And that was my point in this very personal gift of the day. I, I feel very strongly about this. So, Michelle, lots of potential homework opportunities here. What did you come away with today? Well, in the spirit of doing without deprivation, abstinence, humility, and moderation, I wanted us to go without today. Ooh, I like it. Mm -hmm. I want you to deprive yourself of one thing and see what and how you feel tomorrow once you have it back. And this is a big challenge. And I ask you to take two minutes to think about what you're going to give up for 24 hours. Think about that right now because if you don't, you're not going to have a plan. Do you think two minutes is too long? I would love to see somebody come up with it in 20 seconds. Okay. Like yeah. uh, maybe they gave up some peanut butter pretzels, Michelle. David, I think that would be too easy. I could do that if I put my mind to it. I just haven't done it hard enough. I think mine would actually be to not look at any apps on my phone for 24 hours. And no. And I'm, and I'm not talking if I need to view emails, but an app on my phone. Because you yeah. know what I've been doing the last two weeks is playing Spite and Malice card game on my phone. I've never even heard of it. Please oh. don't even show it to me. I won't. And Good. I'm thinking, what are... Okay, one more game and then I'll start reading. And then oh. if I lose it, it's just one more game until... I, and I'm like, yeah. Michelle, you're done. So I am going to... That's my give up for 24 hours. And I think you know what's going to happen. I think that should be a universal because I think most people, you talk about average people, right? We're talking about average. The average person's wasting so much productivity time, Mm -hmm. so much family time, so much potential remarkable memory making time Mm -hmm. with these devices. And I have to say, I am a recovered addict. Mm -hmm. I got into the Candy Crush. I got into birds or whatever it was called, Angry Angry Birds. (laughs) I got into that that shit and I was doing the same thing. I was bargaining. Uh Uh-huh. how come how come I'm on the toilet for 35 minutes? <laughs> Why are my legs? Yeah, are you constipated? No, I, I'm birdipated. I, <laughs> I've got way too much crush going on with my candy. Yeah. I was crushing on the candy crush. And mm-hmm. I'm not the TikTok guy. I'm not the Instagram guy. But most people are your average person would freak out. Okay, uh, let's tell you you want to be impressive, Kylie Jenner? Put the damn phone down for one day. I bet she would go into so much detox sweats and freak out. If somebody took her phone away for a day, I mean, if I had a million dollars to give her, it would only be like a penny to her anyway. Right. If I had a million dollars, I would, I would, I would wager if, if we could collectively get a fund together to challenge her, take the million dollar challenge, Kylie, Ooh. put your damn phone down for a day. I don't think you can do it. I think you will freak the fuck out. Or maybe I'm so wrong about you. Maybe you're like, oh my God, thank you. Because she looks like she's tortured. She looks like she's a, a literal slave to her device. Mm-hmm. That's my impression. When I look at her photos, I'm like, I don't have, I think most men would be like, get all excited and drooly. I, I really don't find her that attractive, especially because she has a certain attitude about her. But I do admire her marketing skills. But what I, I do look at her, when I see it on her face, is like, 
this is me uninspired and I feel like I need to do this. I, I, she's not alone. I think no. there's so many people and you, we've always, we've all heard about a digital detox and yep. totally believe in that. Um, and I, I put my phone away on the weekends and then I noticed I, that and I respect I that. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I don't, yeah. I don't bring it with me wherever I go and it's, yeah, it's a way. And then I'll, I'll try to catch up either first thing in the morning or last thing at yeah. night, but it doesn't come with me during the day. And let me ask you, Michelle, uh, has your world come to a screeching halt because you've done that? No, Have you, you know lost what? any friends over it? It's brightened it. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Back to basics y'all. Yep. Oh man. So many people love this new technology and I say new generationally it's new to us, but being you know post 40 but i don't think it's a it's a it's a, a facilitator i think it's a detriment mm-hmm. for the most part it's a detriment yeah yep. my kids don't know what it's like to not have this technology mm-hmm. and so they become a slave to it they don't know what it's like to put that damn thing down and not be reachable mm-hmm. that was so friggin great i'm on my bike out in the hills taking jumps nobody knew where i was yeah Nobody needed to contact me. Mm-hmm. Did I survive it? Hell yeah. Oh, I don't need to take a picture of everything and send it up to who cares, right? Right. Unbelievable. Great homework. Great homework. All right. Lots of wisdom bombs being dropped left and right. Michelle, what is your mic drop moment today? It all starts with you. It all starts at the home. Yes. Basic level. Yep. It's, it's, that's the tribal thinking. Started at the, the micro level. Put it to the macro and then go global with it. I like it. Don't be the same. Be better. Oh, God. And you know what? It, again, the betterment of the tribe comes before the betterment of the individual. Mm-hmm. Don't be so damn selfish. Ugh. Get out there and fly that cat. Yako key. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's gift of the day. Check back tomorrow for another gift from your friends at the Red Kite Movement. It, it we, we taked, we, we took on that. We taked on. Yeah. <laughs> Asshole. That was an outtake.